0: and receive their gift boxes with such excitement. Some of them, it's the very first time that they ever received a gift in their lives. Jesus loves you. That's what Operation Christmas Child is all about, is to reach children of the world with God's love.
1: And we do that through a simple gift. There's no greater joy than knowing we're getting to be a part of the Great Commission together. There's no way that you could do this without volunteers. They're incredible. The energy that they have, the
0: excitement that they have. This is the Good Samaritan work that the Lord is looking for people to do. When we pray, God takes your gift and he begins to navigate it around the world and it ends up in the hands of a child. God begins to answer those prayers. After a child receives a gift box, the child is invited to go through the greatest journey.
1: They know the story of God and they can tell others
0: by using the books. These boxes can be used as
1: a tool to touch a whole community.
0: The Great Commission, we're to go into all the world to preach the gospel, to make disciples of all nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. That's what we do. Never ceases to amaze me how a simple box can change the world for a child.
1: All right, how's everybody doing this morning? All right, good. I'm glad. I hope you're all alive and awake because I think God has something uh, special for us this morning. I want to read you the scripture to start off out of the Amplified. It's John ten ten, and it's it's just such a a powerful verse and it says this the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy i came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows i love this verse this is why jesus came he came so that we can have life and not just have it but we can have life that we enjoy that is fulfilling that we are filled up in. And that's why we did our, our thing last week, where we talked specifically, you know, about drains and fills and things like that, and there's a bunch that we've talked about. We're talking about dropping a stress size. Because here's what I want, the same as what Jesus wants for you guys. I want you to enjoy every day of your life. not to just look towards the weekends. You know, not to look at special events. Well, if I just get through this month, or I just get through this year, I want you to enjoy every day of your life. And the next thing I want is I want you to enjoy every day of your life. Your life. You have been, yes, handed or dealt a hand of cards and it's different from the person that's sitting next to you. That does not mean, though, that they don't have problems too. And we look at the grass being greener other places, but it's not. It, it just, sometimes it just takes more fertilizer and more work and th- things like that. And yes, not all of us are the same. Not all of us have had the same. But I want you to get to the place where you enjoy every day and you enjoy your life. And we can do that. We can get there. And that's why we're talking about this drop a stress size. We went through and last week we talked about the story in Matthew with Jesus where he was in the wilderness. And we talked about how so often we feel like we're in the wilderness together and he was tempted because he was hungry, he was weary. And and what he did and how he combated that with Scripture because it takes work. And that was probably the most important thing that we talked about last week is dropping a stress size takes work. Work. Enjoying life takes work. Having a fulfilled life takes work, which is kind of the opposite of what we think. Did you know work was given to man before the curse? Jobs and duties were given to Adam before he sinned? Because work is not the curse. And if we learn to enjoy our lives and things like that and work towards certain things, dropping a stress size, takes work, we can enjoy our lives. But it takes work. It takes, it takes effort. And we've kind of gotten that backwards. And so today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different. We're going to talk about balance. Uh, before we do that, I have a couple of things that I wanted to say. Um, and, I, and I'm excited about this. One, uh, this has been uh, Pastor's Appreciation Month, and I have felt completely, overwhelmingly blessed. And it has been awesome. And I thank all of you guys for that, that participated. Uh, we had meals for us uh, every night for this month. Uh, there were several people that gave uh, gifts, and we just felt completely, uh, our heart was swelling. And, and that's awesome because, you know, Ruth and I had kind of a difficult six, seven months there. It was a little bit uh, tumultuous, but uh, we just, we had you guys. And we are so very, very thankful for you guys. Um, But that being said, I also um, get a lot of credit uh, where credit is undue. I have an absolute amazing staff uh, here at the church, and I have four key pastoral leaders that are actually probably more your pastor uh, than I am. And so I want to uh, maybe brag about them a little bit right now. So Eli, Morven, Sean, Buff. Buff, you have to come up here. Buff is the one that's going to beat me for this later, so there's a lot of sacrifice in this in this happening. So Morvin is hiding, Morvin, um, and and so I will I will talk about him while he's not here, <laughs> so I can say I can say all kinds of great things. Uh, but these guys are these guys are our four pastors, our four key leaders uh, here at the church um, that do all kinds of amazing things. And if you didn't know. Uh, we talk about this on a regular basis. Our church, we tried to decide what, what makes a disciple, and we broke it up into four areas of what makes a disciple, where we reach out to others, and that's Sean's area, where his job is like the Halloween parade, where we are trying to go out and reach others, where we're connecting believers together, and, and, and Morven is our pastor that's in charge of that, where we build up believers, and what we do on Sundays and Wednesdays, and that's really uh, Eli's area, and then we empower believers where we get them involved in the ministry and so much of that is administrative and that's what Buff does. These are our pastors. These are the people. They do some amazing things. Uh, Morvin is the only one who is part-time yet yesterday uh, he and I were here for 12 hours uh, trying to get things ready uh, for the Halloween parade and so uh, there's a lot of time that's put in and energy that's put in um, by these guys and so I am very very thankful uh, that they're part of our ministry and so Uh, If you guys would give them a hand, we're going to pray for them as well. Um, We're going to pray for them as well this morning. If you would lift your hands this way. Father, I thank you um, that you have just blessed us with people who have a heart to follow you. And Lord, they have different gifts that they bring to the table, and we appreciate those gifts that you have planted inside of them lord i ask that you would continue to lead them in their life that everything they put their hand to would prosper that they would follow you all of their days and the voice of stranger they will not follow that you would continue to plant and water good seed in their lives we thank you and praise you in jesus name amen thank you guys so much Uh, Gosh, I got through that and only teared up a tiny bit, so that's pretty good. I will say this, there is one other full-time member at our church that uh, works for us, and that is Sharon, and I will be 100% honest, Sharon just does so much for me, um, and I'm I'm just proud to have her uh, on our staff as well, and so she's not one of our four key leaders, but honestly, the place would fall apart without her. She does all of our financials. Uh, and does a lot of the the legwork to help me get uh, stuff done. And so I'm proud to have her as well. Let's pray and get into some word. Amen? Amen? Father, we are thankful for your truth. We're thankful for what you have done in our hearts and lives. Lord, we want to really drop this stress size. We want to really move forward in what you have for us we just ask that you will lead and guide us through your word today as we try to dive in because we all want to enjoy our lives we do not want to be uh, have our lives stolen by the thief but we want that abundant life that you came to provide we just ask that that would be a reality for us we praise you in jesus name amen uh, growing up, Dad had a scripture that he would always read to us, and it was Ephesians 15 or 5:15, uh, out of the uh, New King James Version. Uh, people ask all the time, why do you have uh, some different versions that you um, th- have on the screen at times? Well, honestly, it's because that's how I have it memorized, um, because my parents used different Bibles growing up. Uh, my mom was the New American standard. My dad was the King James and then New King James. Uh, And then I grew up on the NIV, and so I have different scriptures memorized different ways. When I went to Bible school, they did it slightly different as well. So I have these memorized this way, but this is one that Dad used to quote to us, or we would talk about on on a regular basis, and it was Ephesians 5.15, it says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. See, we we need to walk circumspectly, not as fools, um, but as wise. You see, we like things to be in order and stay in order, but we know that it's just simply not the case. And so we have to constantly be aware of what is going on around us because that is what a wise person does. And so we have this teeter-totter up here, and we talk about balance all the time in our lives. And Eli's going to come out and help me with this. We talk about balance all the time. And we love the idea of balance in our lives. We have work, we have kids, we have home, we have spouses, we have all kinds of things that we just kind of have to juggle. And in reality, here's what we like, this is what we think about life. We like everything to be in its order, to be balanced, and then we're like, don't move. And then it just stays, right? How many people know that life... So after you get it right in order, it just stays, and there's no activity or movement whatsoever, right? Isn't that the way it is? This is, this is? this is unrealistic, this life like this is unrealistic, because we know that pressures enter our lives at all kinds of different times in all kinds of random ways, things that we didn't expect and even things that we did expect. I have two teenagers now. I worked with teenagers for a long time, there are several things that I knew was going to happen when they became teenagers. There are also some things that I didn't know was going to happen when they became teenagers. One is, I have looked at my daughters, two of them, several times and said, why are you crying? I don't know why you're crying right now. And those are things that I just didn't expect to happen. So there's, uh, there's pressure that happens at times. And so what we have to be is we have to be the fulcrum in our lives to make sure things stay balanced. And so when we have things like work, and when we have things like church, when we have things like family uh, situations, kids situations, grandparent situations, whatever it is, pressure is added to our lives. That's what these pool balls are. And life starts to get a little bit heavy on one side, doesn't it? And we feel that pressure. And we're constantly going, what in the world am I supposed to do when all this weight is added? Well, if you want to keep your life balanced, you know what you do? You move the fulcrum, right? Because we can still balance this. What we have to do, though, is we have to move it over. Where's the line that I drew to help us? It's actually on that side. <laughs> Woo! Well, that doesn't work. But, but you see what we have to do? We have to move the fulcrum. Who's the fulcrum? You are. So you have to move. Move. And we go through this life thinking we never have to make movements or adjustments, and that's just unrealistic. And then when something happens, we're all froke out and stressed out, and that's not real. And so what we have to do is we have to learn to move. Now, what I love about this is when undue pressure, when all this pressure came over here, you know what we didn't do? We didn't move the fulcrum all the way over because there's still other parts of life that have to happen, isn't that Right. We still have to go to work. We still have to make sure our kids or things, say this is our marriage, and, and things are, are going not great, and there's undue pressure, or there's all kinds of pressure right here. Well, we have to move in. We have to lean into it. But that doesn't mean we get the opportunity to neglect those other areas, because we don't. It doesn't move all the way over, but it definitely moves that direction. And there are things like overtime. You know what? Instead of working overtime, I'm going to move the fulcrum, and I'm going to take that time to spend it with my spouse, So we're going to build this relationship. Why? Because even though there's an opportunity to do that, I know that I have to lean in because there's pressures, there's there's situations, there's stresses, and there's issues over here. If we can learn to balance our lives by moving ourselves, I think it will save us a whole bunch of frustrations. Last week we talked about fills and we talked about drains and kind of how we need to make sure that we are filled up and how there's all kinds of things that drain us. Well, I think one of the things that that drains me is this expectation that life is just going to stay where I want it. And it hasn't happened yet. Because it just doesn't stay where we want it. And so what do we do when life doesn't stay where we want it? We lean in. Let me read you the scripture in Ecclesiastes 3. And then we're gonna to get to our, our six ways to help us balance. We're gonna talk about those six ways to help us balance. Ecclesiastes three says this, starting in verse one. Annabelle rose, I only gave you to verse eight, but I am going to read through verse thirteen. I apologize for that. So you guys are gonna run out on the screen. It's not gonna continue on. It says this there is a time for everything, a season for every activity under the sun. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant. and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, and each of them may eat. That each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil, in all their work. This is the gift of God. Don't look at this movement as a punishment, a, a, as as a curse. Look at it as an opportunity to toil, so that you can eat, drink, and be merry and enjoy the blessings. That god has for you if we will learn to invest if we will learn to lean in when pressure happens the weight is on that fulcrum and it will feel it and you will feel weight at times but if we will learn to lean in and to not run away if we will learn to 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 not look at it as something that is a burden to be punished by but as an opportunity it can radically change us and so there is a time for everything There's a time to cry, and there's a time to jump for joy. And we need to make sure we understand kind of where we're at and what time frame we are in, because time does not sit still, and life doesn't either. And so as pressures hit, as balance moves, so does the fulcrum, so that we can get down a stress size and have that joy in life that Jesus came for us to have have that joy that we can experience every single day. It's funny because when those scriptures were written, the church was persecuted, but they were able to find joy. It's not about the circumstances. It's about what we do with those circumstances. And that's something that's very, very powerful. So six ways to help us balance. One, lower our expectations. I got news for you, and I, I'm going to be a prophet right now. I'm going to tell you the future. You will have troubles in your future. Woo! That one was free. The next one will cost you when I decide to... Pr- Anyways, but that's the truth. Th- things are going to happen in your future. Tomorrow is not going to just be still without movement. Every time I tell myself, oh, that's just an easy job. It'll only take a half an hour. I end up not enjoying that half an hour because it never turns into that. Have you ever been there? And so there are times, though, when you look at something, I remember, and we just talked about this this week, we went and bought one of those wood swing sets, all of the parts, went to my backyard, set it up. It said five hours of assembly time. I want to beat that person so bad because I know that whoever put that together or said five hours of assembly time put more than one together because, good Lord, that took way more than five hours. And that's not including the time when I had to tear half of it apart because I used the wrong parts in the wrong place, right? This stuff's so difficult, half an hour or or five-hour assembly time. What a joke. But see, when we have these expectations, like, I'm going to just go until it's done, or I'm going to go until this time. I'm going to make sure that this works. Doesn't that change things for you? Like, if you have all day, and I love that, When I have all day, just to make sure we get something done, we had all day, or I had all day yesterday, I felt no pressure uh, on that Halloween parade flow, even though it kept raining. We're like, we can't get this together because we had time. We had time. And so we have to lower our expectations. Hebrews 13, 5 talks about not being a lover of money, but being content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Learning to be content Learning to enjoy life because God is in your life, man, that will help you with those stresses so much. But make sure that you understand, you know, there, there are these expectations that we have to have expectations at times, but expectations also cause a lot of stress and issues for us. And so we have to be very, very careful with those when it comes to our life. We have to lower expectations, knowing that trouble is going to come, knowing that sickness is going to come. Nobody plans on it, but it happens. But thank God that we have a God who loves us, cares for us, and is the great physician. Amen? Should have said amen louder. Anyways, you didn't. Um, It's too late now, guys. too late. So lower your expectations. Number two, we talked about this. Lean in to pressures, trials, and burdens. Learn to lean in. There's, 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 uh, you know, we talk about fight or flight all the time. Fight or flight. When things show up, what do you do? Do you get the, the, the gloves up and are you ready to punch? This is one of those things that we learn with the kids, right? What, what kind of reaction they're going to have. The other night, um, I tried to scare James and was very, very successful at it. And I wanted to see kind of what he did. James is a big boy. And I'm like, if he loads up and swings at me, I'm going to have to duck really fast and so anyways, I am on the porch hiding in the corner. It's pitch black behind the chair. And he's sneaking up to the house, you know, ready to come in out of the car. And I ran up there, and I did this on purpose. And I jump out and scare him. And you know what he did? Man, just, ah! And he hit the ground. Just boom. I was like, well, that was unexpected right there. But that's what he did. He just hit, hit the ground. And so we do that. We fight or flight. I would say that, that neither one of those are great. That leaning in is the way to go. And so when we ride motorcycles, and I always thought this was really, really interesting, we've ridden motorcycles in very, very high winds. And it's funny when you're, when you're going down the road and you're following them because you don't see it yourself. But when you're following a group of motorcycles and the wind is blowing, you're tilted like this going down the road. You're going down the road at an angle because the wind is pushing you and you're leaning against it. You're leaning against it. And that's how you have to ride down the road on that motorcycle. Well, sometimes, church, that's how we have to ride in life. When that pressure, when those winds, when those storms are hitting us, and that's what the Bible talks about, we lean in. We stand firm, right? We don't give up. We don't even necessarily put up our dukes. We just lean in to make sure that we can continue to stand and go forward. I have a scripture that I've written down that you can read later. It's James 1 and one twelve, where it talks about blessed are those who stand uh, firm under perseverance, under trials. Because, well, there it is. Having stood the test of time, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When somebody's pushing against you, you push back, don't you? You might not move that much, but you have to push back because if you don't, you'll end up going down. And that is the way life is. Point number three, just say no. Church, how much could we save if we would learn to say no. We have have a a finite amount of time on this earth. We have a finite amount of energy. We have a finite amount of willpower. There are times that we just have to say no. When when we have to move that fulcrum because there is pressure in some area of our lives, whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your uh, spouse, whether it's with your work, we have to learn to say no to other things so that we can have our Best yes is over here. And that's a book um, by Lisa Turkers, The Best Yes, which I loved and I highly recommend because the, the idea behind that is we learn to say no so that we can say yes to the things that really, really matter. And that's what moving the fulcrum is. Listen, you know, I said before, overtime is an opportunity, but right now my family needs me. We're struggling. I'm moving over. This job is coming up. You know what? I'm going to say no. They asked me to volunteer for this, and I just can't write now because I need this and sometimes it goes the other direction sometimes and this is not all the case but uh, sometimes work has something specific that's shown up and you have to sit down and have a talk with your kids guys listen I know this week uh, you're not going to see dad much he's busy he's got to go and do this because I have to lean in when that happens I have to lean in and so it goes the other way um, as well but it shouldn't be all the time right We need to learn to make those adjustments that we need to make, which comes to the next point. Identify necessary movement before it becomes necessary. Man, I wish we could do this. One of my favorite scriptures, and I read it often and talk about it often, and it's actually in Proverbs twice, is Proverbs 27, uh, verse 12, which Annabelle can throw up there for us. And it talks about the prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. But the simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. The prudent person foresees danger. I see it coming. You know what? My kids are acting a little crazy right now. Something's up. Something's not right. I know that that's happening. I'm going to lean in. I'm not going to avoid them. I'm going to go to their next event. I'm going to take them out afterwards, and we're going to sit down and we're going to have a conversation. I'm just simply going to ask them, hey, is everything okay? Is everything okay? Why? Because I foresee possible danger. I foresee an issue, and I don't know what it is. Maybe they're being made, made fun of at school. Maybe they got a boyfriend or girlfriend that's you know, getting ready to break up with them or whatever. Maybe there's, there's something else. Maybe they, they're mad at me. Maybe they didn't get the Christmas present they wanted. I don't know. But I'm going to lean in. I'm going to take the opportunity right now to make sure that happens because I foresee potential danger. So identify necessary movement before it becomes necessary. Be proactive. The next one, what you focus on matters. And I need need somebody to come up and and help me real quick. Is there anybody in here that's really good at balance? Nobody wants to volunteer, do they? Nobody wants to volunteer at church. I need somebody good. I see someone. Hey, Justin. (laughs) Justin, will you come up here and help me? Justin plays piano for the Youth Praise and Worship team and is also... Uh, does some dramas and stuff so he's not afraid of the stage but Justin I'm going to give you a little task all right and you're going to have to do this for me uh, in front of everybody let's come over here so we're safe from danger I want you to take your hand like this and I want you to balance this pull like this and I want you to keep your eyes on your hand okay make sure they don't come off and make sure that stays balanced ready go That was not me, that was him. (laughs) All right, go again, go again, ready? Go, keep your eyes on it, eyes on it. Ah, okay, now we're gonna change, we're gonna do it a little different, okay? We're gonna do the same thing, but in this time, I want you to focus on the top, okay? Keep your eyes up there, now balance. It's amazing, isn't it? How what you focus on, thank you Justin, everybody give Justin a hand. (laughs) What you focus on matters in your life. And, and I know Pastor Tim has said for years, and I love it, you can't have a positive life and a negative mind. What you focus on matters. And if you're focused on the wrong things, that will come into your life. You want to balance. You want to be successful. You have to keep your eyes on the right things, So what you focus on matters. Church, you should always have God as a major focal point, focus point of your life. Because what you focus on matters. And if you want to drop a stress size, if you want to help balance your life, focus on the right things. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Why? Because what you focus on matters. And if you have your eyes on the wrong thing, you will never be able to balance. And the last thing that I have here is do it for God. Get yourself out of the way. We are not in this life for ourselves. Get your family even out of the way. Get your workplace out of the way. Do it for God. He is your ultimate master. I am just a steward here on this earth for the stuff that he has given me. In Colossians 3.20-25, he tells um, slaves to be good to their masters, to obey them, and to do what is right, to earn favor, so that... God can get the credit because it is all about Him. And I'm going to work and do everything I can, not for others, but for Him. Once again, this goes in balance with the fills and drains. We have to be aware of who we are and what we're doing, but we continue to work hard to do what is right. You know, and I'm going to close with this, church, the devil doesn't want your stuff. And when the Bible says that The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. He's not trying to steal your stuff. The devil wants to steal your joy. And if he can keep you upset with life, if he can keep you focused on your problems and issues, he wins. But if we can stay joyful, if we can learn to rejoice, if we can be thankful in every situation we win and he loses and so I encourage you church to keep your joy just as the word says Romans 14 17 for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit if you have those things which nobody can take away from you You are killing it with life. You're winning. And imagine a life where you had joy and fulfillment regardless of the circumstances. That's what we want for you. We said it from the beginning, and we're saying it at the end. We want you to experience joy in this life because it is a gift from God. Father, we praise you for the opportunity we get to learn your truth just lead us lord in every way in jesus name amen
0: it's, uh, john ten ten, and you shared this scripture at the very beginning i think it's really key to this whole thing um, maybe looking at your life you're going things are out of balance things are way out of balance there's a great reset but- button and it's called get- surrendering your life to jesus um, it, it's all of a sudden saying it's not about me, it's all about him. It says this is a thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I come that they may have life and enjoy it and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Jesus came to give us life. It's in him that we find life. It's not, it's not knowing him. It's not hearing about him. It's in him that we find life. And so today if you are looking at yourself and you're, and you're stressed out your life is so out of balance all these different things i want to encourage you today it is in christ that we find life that that life to, that is full that overflows it is found in christ not just hearing about him but in him and that is giving our lives to him um, i I've, I've seen it in my life i've seen it in in hundreds of people's lives when they when they surrender their life to jesus everything changes I've been reading this scripture too. Um, I do Bible studies at Defiance High School and Middle School every Tuesday and Thursday. And then obviously on youth group on Wednesdays. I, I shared this scripture with them. And it's, and it's crazy to me. It's not, actually, it's not really that crazy. It's not surprising to me that um, teenagers are dealing with stress just like parents are dealing with stress. If your home is stressed out, there's a great chance that your kids have stress as well. But I shared this scripture with them and it was on my heart. It's Psalms 8, 118 verse 5, it says this, it says, When hard-pressed, I cried out to the Lord, and He brought me into a spacious place. When I was hard-pressed, is that you today? Have, are, are you hard-pressed? Do you feel like everything is pushing against you, and you are so stressed out right now? My, my encouragement to you, my thing that I want to tell you to do, is cry out to the Lord. If you have to get down underneath and say, God, I can't do this anymore. I need you. I think that's exactly what he wants. Move the fulcrum maybe closer to God and say, God, I'm going I'm to get to this place of surrender to you. I need you. I encourage you guys today, if, if you are hard-pressed, if you are stressed out, if you are not sure what to do, cry out to the Lord today. Cry out to him, and he will bring you into a spacious place. And when I think a spacious place, I think of peace. We know our God gives peace. So I encourage you today, if it's you stressed out, you're hard-pressed, cry out to him. Surrender your life to him, and then that life that he gives in him will overflow out of you. Let's stand together, church. Prayer team, could you come forward? We'd like to give you this opportunity to, if you would never have, to surrender your life to Jesus to give everything to him. It changed my life, and there are probably a lot of people in this room who could raise their hand and and say, it has changed my life as well. If you're out of balance, maybe today is the time to surrender, to give your life to him. Let's bow our heads. God, we thank you. We praise you for this today. We ask you to move right now. God, in just a moment of just, we ask in this moment, right now, God, you fill this place. I pray for those who are stressed out, who are hard pressed, who don't know where to go. God, I pray right now in this moment, God, they cry out to you. Just going to give you a second, church. Just if if you are stressed out, if you are needing God to just minister to your heart right now, maybe just reach your hands out and just ask Him to move in your life. God, would you peace fill this place? Fill the hearts of those who are crying out to you right now, God, asking for help. God, would you move in their lives? Show them their love by you. God, we need you. This morning, if you're in the room, you say, Sean, I've never given my life to Jesus, and I want to surrender my life to Him today. I would like—I would like you just to lift your hand. I'd like to pray with you. Anybody in the room? Say, so, Sean, never given my life to Jesus, but I'd like to. Maybe you're in the room. And you say, Sean, I've given my life to Jesus before, but I—I got—I somewhere along the way, I just lost my life, and I kind of things got out of balance, and I need to—I need to resurrender my life to Jesus. If that's you, can I pray with you? Just lift your hand. I want to pray with you. See one hand. Anybody else? Church, let's say this prayer together. That person who raised your hand, I believe in this moment God's going to set you free. Repeat after me. Say, Father, I thank you for Jesus dying on the cross for my sins. Forgive me. I believe in my heart, and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. From this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we celebrate for that one person? If you were that person who raised your hand, we want to encourage you to come forward. To receive prayer from the prayer team if you are going yourself you are going through a stressful time and you need prayer this is where we are called in, in galatians 6 2 to to carry each other's burdens and the prayer team wants to carry that burden with you so if you are stressed out and you need prayer come forward for prayer that is why they are up here and they would love to pray with you today if you guys would before you take off turn around and greet a few people and say hope to see you next sunday we'll see you guys have a great day